0: Hello my terribly comfortable underoos, this is your rather humiliated overoos host Matthew Sanborn-Smith and his surgically implanted insideroos podcast Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about your aim being true, even if something else happens to get in the way. Let's just hope your industrial strength tissues can get in the way in time when something wicked nasty this way comes out of the ball's eye. Ball's eye by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. It looked like Gary was making a statement by sticking a bird to the bullseye with an arrow in his college's annual arrow aiming and firing competition, but the low-flying bird had just had the bad luck to fly by when he fired. Tell that to the bird's family, who was suing for emotional hardship and loss of income. Birdie had left three eggs behind, and their now-widowed mother had had to keep them in there way past their time because she couldn't afford to feed them. The bull wasn't enjoying himself much either. In fact, every time Gary fired an arrow, a bullet, pitched a baseball, or threw a wet towel toward the hamper, something or other would get in his way and he'd nail that thing as if he had meant to do it all along. It was all an incredible coincidence, but to the rest of the world, Gary looked like a psychopath with superhuman aim. As you can imagine, Gary wasn't able to have children. His little squigglies would always be stopped short by something or other before they reached the egg. Sometimes it would be expected, like a condom or a diaphragm or an old National Geographic magazine. but some Sometimes it would be a raccoon, which brought a rather abrupt ending to any lovemaking and also brought screams, and in one case rabies, and several sticky raccoons. In most cases, this was great for Gary, as he usually didn't want kids. But it was not so great when he found that special someone in a Bavarian anti-digestive festival's clown troupe and decided this was the woman, sort of, that he wanted to start a family with. Her name was Bavra, and she so ached for Gary's seed that she offered her eggs to him by the dozen, packaged neatly in microscopic styrofoam containers. And she even gave him a coupon that was good until September 30th, but only under one condition that it could not be combined with any other offer. But even after a thorough de of Bavara's vagina, things got in the way. Gary found himself wishing he hadn't purchased so much Tupperware that always seemed to topple over at just the wrong moment, and that it hadn't been so expensive, because once it got in the way, no amount of washing ever made them want to use it again. Not even artificial insemination seemed to work, as some obstacle would always get between Gary's sample and the little cup, whether it was the insurance paperwork, the glass from an exploding light bulb, or the doctor's hand when he was trying to show off his sweet basketball moves. All looked lost and sloppy until their brilliant doctor suggested that Gary aim for the floor. Gary did, and at that moment of premium niceness of feeling, Bavara sneezed and an egg shot out of her and into Gary's path. The doctor rushed out and, invoking the five-second rule, scooped up the brand-new zygote with a teeny-tiny broom and dustpan. He emptied the dustpan into Bavara's uterus, and 11 months later she gave birth to a filthy baby boy named Bavari. They only used one diaper for Bavaria's entire infancy, and it remained clean throughout. But once that was all over, they decided it might be best to let the city condemn their house. ¶¶ if this story gave your love a bad name, you can fire it from the free throw mark at the web spot of the hotshot, bewarethehairymango.com. Speckle Easter eggingly in the comments for this post or pulp email me and we'll read thrilling tales of three-fisted scientific wonder adventure action at matthew at or drink some tasty juice that's thicker than some people feel liquid has a right to be at the Mango at gmail.com. Whenever we insisted on telling you what to watch, the SF and SF signal used to stand for Siskel fetish, the popular trend in kink for guys who asked their wives to dress up like Gene Siskel and argue with him about movies until it breaks down into hot fucking popcorn greasy balcony sex. And you thought getting spit on from overhead was bad. It starts out good and plenty and ends with a milk dud. I told you I don't want to talk about the Butterfinger. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless tweets of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk, a shattered twitter.com slash lies. You know, I was just looking for filler from Ozymandias for this bit, but now that I think about it, people do look on my Twitter feet in despair. If you still haven't read or heard my science fiction full of fun story The Empire State Building Strikes Back you can now get it along with cool stories from a bunch of other people in the museum of All Things Awesome and That Go Boom a very recently released book you can find at Amazon and some of those other places listen to some of these other titles even more brilliant than mine. I wish I could write a poem about pole vaulting robots by Kristen Block. Captain Marshmallow by David C. Kapaska Merkel. Or is it Merkel? Sorry David 36 questions per pounded by the human-powered plasma bomb in the moments before her imminent detonation by Erica L. Sativka. And if I pronounce that wrong, I apologize too, Erica. Honestly, you should be more than happy to shell out the full price of the book just for the table of contents page alone. And consider the rest of the book a freebie. Buy it, read it, make uncomfortable love to it. The link is in the show notes. With your brains and my brawn and your money and my donate button on the Mango homepage, we can turn this town on its ear. The very fact that the town has an ear makes me up for it. The earwax is draining all over for my lawn. Some monster must have created the ear because it's the only one. The town has never been able to enjoy stereo. This podcast grazes randomly at the buffet line called Life, looking for that one dish it tasted in a dream, but has never found in all its years of avoiding the great cash register at the end of the line. And although it doesn't know exactly what it's looking for, it's positive that it's something like banana pudding with Nilla wafers at the bottom, only there are chunks of ketchupy meatloaf involved somewhere in there, and it might be known as a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 International License. Until the kitchen at the local bar and grill I'm trying to get a job at admits that I have mad skillets, this will be the cheese-like aftertaste of Matthew Sanborn-Smith, reminding you all those hugs-not-drugs people are going to get nothing more than one long squeeze from their snarky anesthesiologist during their bone marrow transplants. Good night. Bird to the bullseye with an arrow in his college's annual arrow fuck. Arrow fuck? That sounds horrible. <laughs> Unless you're on top.